All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, streaming every weekday on the Daily Faceoff YouTube. I'm Tyler Ramjack. He is our Daily Faceoff insider, Frank Saravalli. And the show, as always, is brought to you by Batano. All the NHL futures, odds, and game lines for tonight. You can find it all at Batano.ca. The game starts now at Batano 19+. Plus. Please play responsibly. Frank Saravalli from the City of Brotherly Love, as your sweater says. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I am I'm doing well. Not as good as Austin Matthews, though, who just keeps piling up the goals. Yesterday, Frank, we talked about Connor McDavid hitting a milestone of 0.900. Let's talk about one of the other stars of the game to kick off today's show. Austin Matthews, 30 goals in 35 games. And yesterday for a Toronto Maple Leafs team that for, what, 55 minutes couldn't solve Lucas Dostal, they finally do. And then Matthews pops home the uh, the OT winner this guy might do something historic this year. He's certainly trending in that direction to be the first uh, 70-goal scorer that we've seen in the NHL since Tamo Solani. Um, but when you look at this year and the way that it's unfolded, by the way, one of the great goaltending performances we've seen, not just this year, but the last few years from Lucas Dostal. But when you look at Matthews and 30 goals in 35 games, it starts to make me wonder for a guy who has three hat tricks this year, is there any chance that 50 and 50 is in play? Like, am I crazy for having that thought go through my head last night as I saw him hit 30 to be the first one to hit 30 this year? Like, 
I don't think it's crazy. And again, it kind of ties a little bit into what we talked about yesterday with McDavid, where it's like, okay, can he get to a thousand this year? Well, the math doesn't make sense, but what McDavid's capable of is five or six points in any given night. What Austin Matthews is capable of, capable of, and we talked about this, uh, you talked about on the DFO rundown, but, and he's done it already this year, back-to-back hat tricks. Maybe he can get three hat tricks in 10 games. Then all of a sudden it's like, when you think about the conventional math of doing 50 and 50, based off where he's at right now, you go, nah, it's too tough. But with guys like Austin Matthews, when we know he can just bury the puck in bunches, I I think it's really hard to sit here and say a definitive no. Like, is it likely? Obviously not. But I think he's more than capable of it. Yeah, and a couple games coming up against the San Jose Sharks. I mean, that'll certainly help as well. So uh, I'm, I don't think it's likely. He's on, I think he's on track for 43 and 50, if I'm not mistaken. That's what the math is. But, you know, you never know. The fact that we're even having this discussion... Yeah. I think is it speaks to how impressive his season's been. And I think the craziest part has been for someone that's the first in the league to 30 this year, he's still probably not their MVP. Well, which is crazy as well. Like if he ends up with 70 goals, I think that conversation's a little bit different, but William Nylander has been night in night out, probably their most impactful player, Frank. And whenever you bring up William Nylander, you have to talk about the fact he's a pending free agent. Any update on the Leafs, Nylander, any closer there? Yeah, they're grinding away for sure. And I think there's certainly some thought out there that it's possible that they are able to nail down this extension in the next couple of days. Um, I don't want to put any prediction on a timeline, but I think the prevailing thought from people close to the Toronto Maple Leafs is that he's going to end up somewhere in that eight times 11 range. So you know, 88, $90 million, somewhere in that neighborhood is sort of what he's looking at. And I think the Leafs were hoping that he'd be south of 10 million prior to the start of this year, but there was zero chance that was going to happen. They've made him a top priority. That is for sure. And we'll see. It's, I think they're getting pretty close. Yeah, we got an ask DFO question on that, but we'll save it for a little bit later in the show because it ties into one we got yesterday as well, Frank. But the Leafs pick up a big dub over the Anaheim Ducks and they roll through the first couple of stops on their Western road trip through California. Uh, Let's move along and head out West to the Western Conference, that is, where the Minnesota Wild, Frank, after grinding out a few wins uh, once John Hines got hired, they've kind of hit a bit of a skid here. And honestly, it's pretty easy to look and go, This is all just related to injury, the latest of which is Jared Spurgeon, their captain, going on IR, but they've lost three in a row now. They have a handful of important pieces out of the lineup. This is a tough point for them to be losing momentum. What's your concern level with this Minnesota team as they grind through having five, six key injuries? It's still not very high, and I mean, that says something given the start to the season that they had and also... The current injuries, you look at Jared Spurgeon and how impactful he is to their team success. It's really no secret to me that when Jared Spurgeon got back and then they made the coaching change, that that's when the Wild started to take off this year under John Hines. But it's certainly a scary injury list. Bill Guerin telling uh, Michael Russo from The Athletic that he's never seen something like this in his career. It's not just the amount of injuries that have piled up. It's to key players. Like we're not talking bottom six forwards and third pair defensemen. These are the absolute heartbeat and core of this team. Kirill Kaprizov, their leading scorer at a point per game, Jared Spurgeon, their captain and best defenseman, Matt Zuccarello, Philip Gustafson, their starting goalie in net. I mean, go down the list and then add in Jonas Brodeen. And it's like, geez, 
it can't really get much worse. And the problem for the wild is that they can't go out and replace any of these players because they're already snug up against the cap. And then they need to then be cap compliant once those guys come back. So the, the good news is not season ending and it's probably going to be a couple weeks before two, three weeks before we see these, these guys start to come back and get healthy again. But I think once that happens, the door is wide open for the wild to step in and be a wild card team. Yeah, especially just when you consider how tight everything still is in that Western Conference. I mean, the Wild have lost three in a row. Like I said, the only teams below them in the standings are the Ducks, Blackhawks, and Sharks. But at the same time, I know games in hand are are a tricky thing, but they have the same amount of games played as the Coyotes, and they're four points back. They have two less games played than the Preds, and they're seven points back. Like Just because they sit so low in the standings, and it's jarring to sit there and look at and see that they're 500 um, by points percentage, but they should be able to be a 600 points percentage team the rest of the way. And again, considering just how compact and mushy the West is like Frank, that might be enough to get them in 91 or 92 points might get you in this year. I think the wild are going to be a playoff team. Book it. Book it says Frank Saravalli, which sometimes can be a little bit of a curse, but uh, it just wouldn't. Yeah. Once they get only, healthy- only in the preseason, not when you get to the middle of the year. Uh, some guys who are happy to see the calendar is flipped to 2024. Frank, we're calling this one the bounce back boys. And I have highlighted a trio of players who really want to put 2023 in the rear view mirror. And we will start with a guy who has drawn a lot of attention because of his contract, because of his lack of production. And that's Jonathan Huberto out in Calgary. Frank, there was a lot of optimism around Hubie and the Flames this year. New head coach, Daryl Sutter out. That should shoot some life into Huberto. And it hasn't exactly gone his way so far earlier, early in the season. In the calendar year of 2023, Frank, Huberto scored just 12 goals in 80 games. I want you to give me a percent chance, 0 to 100, that Jonathan Huberto bounces back in 2024. What's the baseline in terms of, like, what would you constitute bouncing back? Would it be like a 30-goal, 50-assist season? Yeah, like point per game in that range. In 2024, I would give that about a 20% chance. I was really sold on Jonathan Huberto heading into the season. You and I went to Calgary. We talked to Huberto. We saw how excited he was, how he said he hadn't even introduced himself to Calgary yet. But this is, it feels like it's off the rails. And I know, you know, being so early in his contract that you feel like maybe this is a something that you're going to have to battle through and try and find a long-term solution. And that was one of the things that I had been harping on for a while. The longer this goes on, I'm really wondering if the Flames are going to have to take a drastic measure to try and do something different. If you were to retain, I'm just like, this is a pure hypothetical. If you were to retain 50% on Jonathan Huberto, would someone take a chance on him at 575? But do you want 575 of dead money for the next 6 7 years? Like isn't it better to just bank on the guy improving? I guess, but like I think about a team like Florida. Like would he go back to Florida? Would Florida want him back at 575 to try and recreate some magic with Alexander Barkov? They haven't really found the perfect fit for Barkov, which is why they were pursuing Kane. Just a pure hypothetical. Like I, I don't think there's there's obviously not anything there, but I think the Flames would need to start thinking about doing something potentially different if this doesn't seem like it's going to work itself out. 
maybe he's more of an even number kind of guy. You know, 2022 was good for Huberto. Maybe 2024 can be as well. Another guy I got on my list, Frank, is Patrick Laine out in Columbus. And like his numbers, when you prorate them, aren't terrible. In the calendar year of 2023, he played in 53 games. He scored 19 goals. But this is a guy who a lot of people thought would be a perennial 35-plus goal scorer at the beginning of his career. Do you think Line ever will have the potential to get back to those kinds of levels? How old is he now? Um, does he have the potential to get there? Yeah, I think he does. Will he do it in Columbus? I'm going to say no. I'm going to give it a 15% chance. Okay. You think there would be teams willing to take him, even though that cap hits north of $8 million? And again, it's not just the production with him, Frank, but this is a guy like we've seen him healthy scratch. We've seen him seen him struggle with injuries now in the last year. Like the list is getting a little bit long for the the why you'd want to be cautious looking at a guy like Line. Yeah, I agree. And I also look at something like his ice time playing just 15 minutes a game. What other areas is he helping you win if he's not scoring? That to me is a real question mark about Line and his game that probably prevents him and and teams view him as pretty one-dimensional. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the last one I got for you, Frank, remember last year around the day, trade deadline, we had one New Jersey Devils fan who would watch our show every day and he would put in the chat, give me hell, give me fire, give me Timo effing Meyer. They wanted him so bad, they got him. Eight and a half million dollar extension. And again, almost similar to Line, line A, like, his numbers aren't Huberto level bad, but when you give a guy eight point whatever million dollars on a long-term deal, you're expecting him to be a 40-plus goal guy for you. Meyer hasn't been that. Do you think he can find his game here in the new year? And it wasn't just regular season production that was poor either, just two goals in 11 playoff games last year as well. Does Meyer have it in him to get back to his 35-plus goal level with the Devils? I, I think he does. I'm pretty bullish on Timo Meyer. I think it's been a rough start. There's no doubt about that. But we saw some glimpses right before the holidays, you know, just um, heading into that break. You know, he had uh, four goals in a three game span that I was like, oh, Timo Meyer is waking up and I'm, I'm watching and I'm looking at it saying, man, this guy can can finally begin to put things together for the New Jersey Devils. It just seems like chemistry wise hasn't been really quite a fit. And then you look at um, some of the big questions that the Devils are still facing. You know, let's say we get to March 1st and the Devils aren't in a playoff spot and aren't close. What do they do with someone like Tyler Toffoli? Is he a name that pops up on the trade targets board? Uh, I still think the Devils are a long way off from throwing in the towel of this season. I think uh, they've struggled defensively. But for me, I, I think Meyer would be a huge part of uh, him coming to life, would be a huge part of helping get them where they need to go. Yeah, that Metro Division playoff race is going to be fascinating because you have the Devils just two points back of the Islanders with a game in hand. Pittsburgh is real tight. The Flyers continue to surprise, even though they've lost a couple of games here. That's a team that's probably going to work hard and stay in the mix for the rest of the year. So it'll be fascinating come deadline time how many teams could be like you said, with the Devils, maybe facing some tough decisions. Uh, let's get to what we got going on tonight in the NHL, Frank. The league is in this weird balance where one night there's like one or two games, then the next night there's like 12. A bunch of hockey on tap tonight, but one big matchup is a rematch of the Stanley Cup Final. Vegas going head-to-head -head with Florida tonight, and I'll, st I'll start this with the basic one, Frank. If you had to put money on one of these teams getting back to the big dance, which one's more likely? 
It would be Florida for me. I think getting through the East this year is going to be a lot easier than getting through the absolute meat grinder that's going to be the Western Conference. Um, I, I mean, to me, it's it's a relative coin flip between you know Vegas, LA. You probably throw Edmonton in there at this point. Um, the Vancouver Canucks have been really good. What about Colorado, Dallas, and Winnipeg? Like, I, I don't see any easy route to the West final or let alone the Stanley cup final coming through that side of the bracket. Not to say it's going to be easy in the East, but um, I just think this Panthers team with the adversity that they dealt with through the first start of this season, um, you know, missing your top two defensemen for such a prolonged period of time and coming through it in great fashion. um, I think that, said a lot about how good the forward group is. Their goaltending has been fine. It's been pretty average. Um, they've also done it with Spencer Knight being in the minors, which I think is a fascinating thing to watch over the next few months of the season. But Vegas, after their unreal start to the year, they've been trending in the wrong direction. So I think it was 11-0-1 to start, and I think they're 9-11 and something. They have nine wins in their last 24 games. So um, it, it hasn't been pretty for Vegas. I think they've hit a wall. I think this has been a slog uh, in terms of their schedule. Uh, they've they've played a ton of games to start the year in not very many days. And so that part, they should get some more rest on the back end of this year. They've struggled to score a bit. I think forward-wise, um, the Panthers have a huge advantage. I think defensively, when healthy with Shea Theodore, uh, the Golden Knights have a pretty significant advantage. And I'd say the goaltending is a slight edge to Vegas. But um, if you're putting these two teams on paper again, I, I bet that if they were to meet in a seven game series, it certainly wouldn't have been as one-sided as it was for Vegas in the cup final last year. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I would still give the edge to Vegas when I look on the rosters, but I like the point you made about just when you look at chances of getting back to the Stanley cup final, you can look in the East and I mean, all three of those top teams in the Atlantic, you can kind of poke holes in them, right? The Bruins are looking a little thin down the middle. Who knows what's going on with the Leafs and their blue line and their goaltending. The only team that looks like, a real juggernaut is the New York Rangers versus when you go to the West, you know, you could maybe try hard and poke holes in a few teams, but it looks like there's five or six teams that are like, whoa, these guys are primed to go on deep runs. And then you also consider the fact that a bunch of them got to meet in the first round. It's like there's five or six teams that look like they could win the cup. That'll be done in round one, Frank. That's the hard part of the bracket is you could have a great regular season and a great team, but you might lose to a great team in the first round. And that's going to be tough for a couple of these teams to swallow. One of those teams that is trending in the direction of, as the title of our show suggests, being a cup contender, it's the Winnipeg Jets. Let's dig into that a little bit more with the All-32 and Murad Atesh. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome Murat to the show. The All32 is delivered by DoorDash for a limited time. Our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $25 or more when you download the DoorDash app and use the promo code NATION. 25. Maybe you want to cook less. Maybe you want to try more local restaurants. DoorDash can help you with your resolution in the new year. Maratitesh from the Athletic swings by once again. Thanks for doing this. And you are covering a hockey team that is one of the hottest in the NHL. And I looked, they're first in the West on points percentage, and their schedule coming up features a lot of bottom feeders. Marat, if people aren't considering the Jets a cup contender now, they probably will be in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, I think it's about time to consider them up there in, in the upper echelon of NHL teams. 10-1-2 through the month of December, another win to start off January, and now they're heading out west. Uh, it's funny because I think San Jose is the last team that actually beat Winnipeg in regulation, so it's not like there are gimmies or easy games in the NHL. And this is the point of last season where Winnipeg went off the rails a little bit, so there's a little bit of we've got to prove I think that they've got to prove that there's something real going on. I think this is a much better team than that one. And I do think it deserves to be considered amongst, you know, that top group of NHL teams. So, Murat, I think we can all agree that Connor Hellebuck is the Winnipeg Jets MVP. But when you look at this forward group and how balanced the attack is, what do you think has been the most positive development for the Jets this year in terms of what's unfolded? Is it the is it that balance? Is it the um, the increased production from some of their uh, younger players like Cole Perfetti? Is it the sheer depth that they have with the three guys that they grabbed from the Kings? Like what, what makes the difference for you? Yeah, it's interesting. The Jets have given up three goals or fewer in 26 straight games, which is, as I understand it, the third longest streak of that nature in the expansion era of NHL hockey. It's it's freakish what the Winnipeg Jets are doing in terms of giving up a limited number of goals. So Connor Hellebuck, believe me, those stats are up there. They, he's a big part of Winnipeg's success. Another aspect, though, is the depth. And it's not just about being able to put Alex Iafalo or um, or Rasmus Kupari before he got hurt or Gabriel Velarde's scoring surge since he got back healthy. It's also what Kevin Sheveldayoff did last year at the deadline. Nino Niederreiter for a second-round pick was a steal. Vladislav Nemesnikov has fit in really well as well. And I think the biggest on-ice difference for the Jets this year to last is how all four lines back-check well, four-check well, all those little gritty hockey sense items that make a team harder to play against in actuality. Well, you've got somebody who's doing the dirty work on every single line, and they're, uh, I think it's paying off in a big way in terms of team defense. So goaltending check, defense check, the depth looks good. We just talked about how, you know, in the East and with a few teams in the West, you can poke holes in some of these contenders. So it may be a tough ask here, but 
what's the holes in the Jets? If you had to try, guess what a potential downfall could be, what would it be? Well, on paper, heading into this season, you'd look at the Jets and you'd say that top six defense isn't good enough to do what they're doing right now. And I think that if you want to upgrade the team, if you can find a way to add another top four quality defender, and maybe that means a guy, even a veteran like Nate Schmidt, who is crushing his minutes with Dylan Sandberg, that third pairing outscores its opposition. Lots of good stuff is happening there. If you could add a piece there, maybe something mean, maybe something playoff ready. I think that helps confidence a lot. The other thing Winnipeg has sometimes struggled with is face-offs, particularly on the power play. And if you could, you know, their second line is cooking, to be clear, but if you could add a second-line center that really uh, impacted the game at both ends of the ice, I think you'd feel really good about the Jets, too. Be interesting to see which route Kevin Shoveldayoff takes here in the next seven, eight weeks leading up to the deadline. Marat, always appreciate your insight. You can find his work over at The Athletic. You can find him on Twitter at WPG Marat. No Seinfeld shirt for us today, Marat, but I still appreciate you popping in. Thanks for having me. Thanks very much. His Twitter bio says, Rick Bonus likes my haircut. Damn it, I liked it too, Marat. Uh, let's move along to our daily face-off inbox question. Hashtag AskDFO, and it's brought to you by Tourism Jasper. Frank, yesterday we got a question that we kind of danced around with Nylander and his potential extension, and it was, will the Leafs be able to fit everybody in? As you talk about them maybe getting closer to a deal with Nylander, we got another one in today that was like, can they keep Tavares? Yesterday was like, would they sacrifice a Marner? If they get a deal done with Nylander, is the expectation that all four of the big four stay? Yes. And they only need to survive one more year with Tavares at 11 million bucks. And then that's when life will get good. I mean, think about the spot that they're in. We're projecting a four and a half million dollar salary cap increase. That's going to cover all of Nylander's um, extension plus another 500,000 in space to spare theoretically if that's where he comes in at cap wise you've also got Bertuzzi and his 55 coming off the books Domi at 3 TJ Brody his 5 like they're going to need to make some decisions and certainly in goal is going to be a big question of what happens next but i think they've made the determination and i think the right one especially with how well Nylander has played this year that this team would be significantly worse off trying to go out and replace him. And I think he's made the decision that Toronto is probably the place that he really wants to try and do it. We also got another one in here on the heels of Lucas Dostal looking great last night, stopping 55 pucks. The young Ducks goalie certainly coming into his own. Sergeant Battle wants to know percent chance you think John Gibson gets dealt ahead of the deadline. Probably pretty small. And the reason for that is twofold. One, uh, his numbers are, they're fine, um, but they're not out of this world. And yes, he's playing on a, a bad team in front of him, but they're still kind of just slightly above league average. And at six and a half million bucks, I think a lot of teams have made the determination that you can get mostly the same or similar goaltending from someone making two or two and a half or even less than that. And so do you really want to take on the extra years of that to find out? The question is, does that equation change if the Ducks are willing to retain half or retain a significant chunk? And the other part is the acquisition cost because the Ducks, um, at least from the teams that I've talked to, the price is really high for John Gibson. And he has some modicum of uh, 
of trade protection that he can kind of steer where he's heading. Um, I think it becomes a pretty difficult transaction to make. And there's a reason why he's lingered on the trade market for a couple of years now. Yeah, Dostal certainly looks like the future. I know someone said, "Is he? would he be the one that shakes loose? There's no way they move that guy. But yesterday we got an interesting question from Barra about the future of goalie contracts, Frank. And it's something you've talked about before where teams might look at what the LA Kings did it and go, you know what? We don't need the eight nine million dollar guy to backstop us to a Stanley Cup final. We can make good with three, four million dollars in goalies and spend the rest of the money elsewhere. I mean, look at the Leafs right now. You've got Samsonov with the Marlies doing a full mental and physical reset, and their grand total in cap hits today with Martin Jones and Dennis Hildeby, who I'm calling the Hilda Beast, and I really wanted to see him make his NHL debut in Anaheim last night. Their total is $1.72 million in, in cap hits. If Joe Wall comes back, the number actually goes down by like almost 100000 bucks to $1.6. So I think it remains to be seen whether or not Toronto is willing to ride with those two guys the rest of the way. How does Joe Wall come back when, what does his ankle look like when he comes back? That to me is a huge question. Can he just suddenly revert to form because he was damn good to start the year? If he can, it's going to be a really interesting proposition for the rest of the league in terms of how we think about paying goalies. Let's move along to our Botano Daily Bets for the day. The game starts now at Botano.ca. Yesterday, 0 for 2, and someone was tweeting me going, why would you tell me to take the over between Toronto and Anaheim? Listen, I didn't know Lucas Dostal was going to stop all 55 pucks. If he wasn't on his game, the Leafs could have hit the over by themselves. And you know what? Hey. No, one ever tweet, no one tweets me when I go two for two, Frank. What's up with that? Just because the bet is wrong doesn't mean the handicapping was wrong. There you go. Uh, a couple of shot props that I like today. You play them together, you get it at plus 143. Nick Paul has hit this number in four of his last five and seven of his last 10. Ryan O'Reilly is the one I love in this duo. It's minus 182, so not great to play straight up. But Ryan O'Reilly has hit this in six straight games. He's had three-plus shots in four straight games, Frank. He's been hammering the shot props over the last little bit. Play these two together. It's plus 143. I also like that matchup for the Lightning against the Wild. And we just talked about how good the Jets look and how their last regulation loss came against the Sharks. Revenge time for Winnipeg. The Sharks are not looking good right now after going through a weird little stretch where they rattled off some wins. Give me the Jets. Give me the puck line. Even money. Good enough for me. So the Jets puck line shot prop parlay. I was shocked, and I was looking at the odds this morning. I was shocked that the Jets were plus money on the puck line. It doesn't really make a lot of sense during this nine game losing streak for the sharks. They've only covered the puck line once and it was the first game. So they've lost eight in a row without covering the puck line. That doesn't, you've got the jets, one of the best teams in the league and uh, tied for the league lead in points. Like what, what are we doing? Why? How, what? Well, and it kind of goes back to the jets, not really being considered an elite team in the league by a lot of people, because usually the math, is an elite team against a lottery team, you get the spread of two and a half, like you have in the Rangers Blackhawks. Like the Rangers are minus 475 on the money line, and they're minus two and a half goals on the puck line. The Jets getting this price at minus one and a half, I, I think it's a great spot for them on the road, but San Jose struggles to score against bad defensive teams. 
they probably won't get one against Connor Hellebuck and the Jets tonight. In, invariably, you know, we'll be sitting here tomorrow being like, God, can't believe we were that dumb. But uh, before before we get to garbage time, wanted to pass along some quick news. Oliver Shillington going on a conditioning loan from uh, the Calgary Flames to the Calgary Wranglers. This would be his first game action that he's seen in two seasons, sitting out all of last year and the first half of this year while dealing with a mental health issue. He issued a statement from the flame saying, I feel I'm in a good place with my mental health and ready to take another step forward. Returning to Calgary has been the right decision. I felt tremendous commitment from flames ownership management and my teammates. And I'm appreciative of the support and resources made available to me. I'm looking forward to getting on the ice in a team environment and back to my everyday life. I've missed it very much. Safe to say also the Calgary Flames have missed Oliver Shillington as well. So a good little story brewing there in garbage time. And for garbage time for me, uh, I'm going to say, give a little shout out to Rick Tockett. I'm sure he was probably cringing when this tweet came out from Kelly Chase. I think sometimes the best indicator of people is what you do when no one's watching. But Kelly Chase tweeting this photo as he's been battling cancer and in tough in the hospital. He said, you have a real friend that will spend four hours in a hospital room the night before a game on the road. First class, Rick Tockett all around winner. Can't argue with that. I've known Rick Tockett for 15 years, and that is really just on brand for him. And all the best to Kelly Chase as he continues his fight as well. That was Garbage Time brought to you by the Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool over at dailyfaceoff.com and is brought to you by Wendy's. Only six people are left this week, and one of them's on this show. <laughs> I got the New York Rangers tonight. Over three and a half goals. Let's go. Still in it. Giddy up, Rangers taking on the Hawks. You can have your say and have a chance to win some very real prizes from our friends at Wendy's. And of course, you can always be a winner come lunchtime by downloading the Wendy's app. That is a wrap on today's show. Tomorrow little World Junior talk with Stephen Ellis and more. So we'll see you then at 12 o'clock Eastern. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Space Off Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, hockey fans, listen up, because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Face-Off Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.